0: All right, guys, welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. It's Marley Weirda coming at you from the studio. Uh, And you're probably realizing um, she doesn't usually introduce the podcast, and that is because Brett is taking a little vacation, so it's just me and Craig today.
1: The WCIA 3-in-1,
0: but 2-in-1 podcast. 2-in-1, yeah, I think Brett got a little sick of us, so um, we'll hold down the... The fort today. So I guess a lot, well, not as much has happened. I feel like within the past couple of weeks, we've always had some sort of kind of breaking news. But as of recently, there really hasn't been um, too much really to talk about besides um, maybe the draft. So um, Alule Batiku didn't get drafted um, initially, but he did sign with the New York Giants. So, Craig, were you expecting that um and were you you know expecting him to to sign a deal with with that nfl
1: yeah when he declared uh, early for the draft uh kind of raised my ears a little bit didn't think that he was quite ready for it could it really used uh, another year in college um, but when you look at the guy i mean he looks every bit the part of uh, nfl uh, defensive lineman. so i think for wale it was a um It was a chance that, um, hey, if I can make some money, let's do it now sooner rather than later. Um, So I I always thought that there was a chance that he would go undrafted, um, but also that there was a chance that someone would see his measurables and his size and and the production that he did have that first half of the season for Illinois and and maybe take a late-round flyer on him. Um, But then again, not surprised that he went undrafted. Um, but also, again, it, it kind of played out how I expected it to play out. You know, uh, he goes undrafted, but there a day or two after the draft, he signs the undrafted free agent deal with the Giants. So he's going to get a chance to showcase himself. Uh, it was just a matter of, you know, he did get hurt that second half of the season, uh, got hurt in the Wisconsin game, and so he, he saw an opportunity and he didn't want to take a chance to uh, to come back to Illinois and get hurt more seriously because that was his whole deal at USC was he hurt, he was hurt so he couldn't see the field so he got a pretty good uh, year in with the Illini and didn't want to take any chances and, and he goes and he signs with the Giants he's going to get an opportunity to uh, showcase himself in a uh, NFL camp whenever those are
0: yeah and I think that's probably you know the risk that he would have taken if he he did play another year you know it he's injury prone so Uh, maybe now was, was the right time. I wasn't surprised initially, you know, when we had heard the announcement, it came just after the bowl game, I think is when he, you know, decided to put his name in, in, uh, the NFL draft. Um, and I did, I went to the pro day and I think by far, like he was, Definitely one of you know the the higher ranked candidates, if you will. I mean, you know there were other guys there. There was Reggie Corbin, Daley Harding, Dre Brown, but I think he just has the the size and the physicality and and the talent to ultimately play at that level. And I remember talking to him, and he said uh you know he's from Nigeria and he said yeah I haven't been home in in seven years I haven't seen my family in in that long and I think that just goes to show just some of the sacrifices that some of these guys are willing to make to to achieve that level and to to play um football professionally and and ultimately just make some money
1: yeah and um I mean he was a top 20 top 15 player coming out of high school which says a lot um that he only started playing football not long before that so the talent is there the the size and the build and the strength is there everything's there that you need to have a productive defensive lineman in the nfl he just has to stay healthy and he has to keep improving um i wouldn't be surprised if he sticks on the giants roster you know the giants had a top 10 pick so they're a franchise that's uh, trying to rebuild a little bit and they got some young pieces so if he produces and does well i wouldn't be surprised to ha- see him have a pretty good career if, if he can stay healthy
0: yeah definitely um and i guess we'll we'll switch gears a little bit and we'll go to um we'll talk about some uh some of these transfers that are that are coming in um the alina have landed five since uh during the off season and i'm just pulling up the list we have right here oh we got an ad coming ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yesterday, um, Brevin Jones verbally committed. He announced it on um, Twitter. He's 6'4", uh, 280 pounds, uh, the offensive lineman. And, um, Craig, I guess, how much uh, need do you see for, for maybe an offensive line uh, role to, to be filled on the team right now? Massive.
1: It was a massive need. Um, as good as the offensive line is right now, maybe the best. Definitely one of the best in the Big Ten. You have so much experience across those starting five, um, four, four specifically. Um, but the offensive line has so much experience, and there's a chance that four of those five are gone after this year, and you look behind the top five or six offensive linemen, and there's not much there. So you get this, play, this kid to come in, from the SEC, from Mississippi State, comes in with four years of eligibility left, I think I saw, mm-hmm. um, after he sits out this one year because of the transfer rules. Um, and, and he adds some depth there because, like I said, probably four of those starting five offensive linemen are going to go to the NFL next year. A couple, couple of them are seniors, so they're gone no matter what. Um, so, yeah, the offensive line was a huge need. Both lines were huge needs this offseason to, to add some depth, and they've done so on the offensive line. Uh, defensive line still I think they could use a couple more pieces but this this guy's a a huge get for uh, the depth of the program
0: yeah and I think he's he's a good investment for for the future too you know obviously he redshirted his freshman season at Mississippi State but you know he he has four years of eligibility or you know given you know he might even be able to suit up uh, during the 2020 season with you know some changes that might be coming to the NCAA with that you know, immediate play uh, when you come in as a as a transfer rule that they're kind of working on. But I think that's really important because uh, last season, you know, we saw them get a lot of, of grad transfers. So I was like, Brandon Peters, Josh Amator, Bebe, and now this guy's coming in and he, you know, could possibly have four years under his belt, which is, I think, what they need for the future, you know. I think uh, programs are really built around four-year players. Obviously, a couple of grad transfers are – are some good guests, but I think, you know, having him there and maybe being able to make an impact uh, the first season that he plays and in the future um, might, might definitely help them uh, moving forward.
1: Yeah, but it, it, it is also a little worrisome to see him rely so much on this grad transfer market. Right. Um, at some point, you need to start getting some quality high school kids that you think you can build up and, and build your program around. Like you said, those four-year kids you can build your program around um, you can't continue to go this transfer route. It, it's not always going to work. You need to build some high school recruiting classes. And I know the, the 2021 class, I, I think, is, is pretty far behind the rest of the Big Ten. So they need to start picking things up there if, if they want to continue to ascend in the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, I think, I think they need to see more guys um, go into the draft, honestly. I feel like you know, when Lovey Smith took over the program, he's an NFL coach, and he kind of has this tenure, and I feel maybe a lot of players who were recruited by him were maybe expecting that they would be able to be developed and and head to that next level. And, you know, given this year, uh, I guess, like, no one really went drafted. Batiku was the only guy that, that signed a deal so far. And I think maybe with this next wave, uh, you know, this senior class, like you mentioned, Craig does have the potential to – to head to to the NFL, that will start bringing in more guys, and I think as more players start to get drafted, that can only help the program moving forward.
1: Yeah, and this senior class is Lovey's first full recruiting class. Yeah. So this is when the NFL players should start. The NFL should start reaping the rewards of, of Illinois and Lovey Smith's recruiting with Palcheski and Madarian Lowe and and these guys that are that are seniors this year. Those are the guys that Lovey saw in high school and and liked and wanted to come to Illinois and and rebuild this thing. And and, and so next year, I think you're going to see a handful of Illini drafted in the NFL draft. And that's going to, like you said, start good things happening. Hopefully for the Illini, it starts good things happening in the recruiting trail um, pretty soon.
0: Yeah. And we didn't touch on this, actually, but a former Illini turned Vanderbilt uh, football player. I just had to Google his name because I forgot. uh, Keyshawn Vaughn uh, was drafted. Craig, were you expecting that? I wasn't here during the time when when he was in Illini. But did you see NFL potential in him? And, you know, maybe why did you know, what was his reason for for leaving the program? And is it, I guess, cool to see maybe someone who was Illini now kind of go uh, into the draft?
1: In this case, I don't think it was. it's very cool for Illinois fans to see this kid get drafted yeah. because, <laughs> I mean, he was straight up benched his sophomore year by Garrick McGee. Uh, I, I pulled his stats up here before we started. Um, his freshman year at Illinois was 2015. Yeah. He carried the ball 157 times, caught 16 passes. So 173 times he touched the ball um, for more than 1,000 yards, almost 1,000 yards. His sophomore year? He got 60 carries and nine catches so almost a hundred less more than a hundred less touches for Keyshawn his sophomore year so Garrick McGee just straight up benched him and so he's like all right I'm leaving I'm gonna go to Vandy where he just balls out I mean he had after he sat out in 2017 2018 and 2019 were incredible years for Keyshawn went over a thousand yards on the ground both years scored 12 touchdowns in 2018 nine touchdowns in 2019 um, so, I mean, the, the talent was there. We saw it. I remember the North Carolina game at Memorial Stadium, um, I think Levy's first year, so 2016, um, I think it was a sellout as well. Um, Keyshawn took one of the first four or five plays uh, from scrimmage, took a handoff like 60 yards to the house. And that place, Memorial Stadium was just rocking at that point. Now North Carolina came back and behind Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Bears' great quarterback and um, and took down the Illini. But you definitely saw flashes from Keyshawn at Illinois and, and Garrick McGee, like he did with a couple other players, uh, Reggie Corbin as well, just kind of put him on the back burner and didn't let them show what they can do. And so they went somewhere else. Now, Reggie, of course, he stayed. Um, but Keyshawn went somewhere else, and he succeeded in the SEC. So um, I think this one might hurt a little bit for the Illini more than it, it helps because yeah. they had the dude – and they didn't play him, and, and he went somewhere else and played.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, I guess he, he wanted to to have an opportunity to play as, you know, most players uh, would definitely want. I think the whole irony of the situation is kind of funny because he was, you know, in the third round, which is pretty decent, but then he was also drafted drafted by uh, Tampa, which is, like, Lovey's old team that he used to, to coach for, and it's just – I don't know, things kind of – it's funny how things come full circle, so maybe that's, you know, a little – a little slap in the face there to his his times uh, getting benched as a line eye, but Craig, were you were you expecting more more line eye to get drafted, and maybe how do you see uh, this free agency playing out? I mean, do you think we can see guys like like Reggie or Dre or uh, Dale maybe maybe get signed?
1: Uh, it kind of played out how I expected. I think Wale uh, Batiku would have been the would have been the one to get drafted, and obviously that didn't happen. Um, but I, I expected at least Reggie, maybe Dele, even Stanley Green uh, to have some deals uh, in place at this time. I talked to a couple of people that said they had some opportunities but didn't jump quick enough um, at them. I had someone say that um, you know teams aren't taking on as many undrafted free agents this year because there's so much uncertainty with what the offseason is and when the season's going to start. and Because of coronavirus, there's just so much up in the air that a lot of these teams are taking less undrafted free agents than they have in the past. So um, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen Reggie specifically signed. I know he doesn't have the breakaway speed, um, and and he's lacking a couple things, but he seemed to be a a pretty good candidate to get on somewhere, and he hasn't yet. Um, Maybe once we get later into the year, they they start filling in some more roster spots. But uh, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen him. But then when, when I talk to some people, um, I'm a little less surprised because they described to me just how volatile this free agent market is right now because of everything we're dealing with.
0: Yeah, and I think maybe Reggie didn't have the best senior season that he had anticipated. You know, he was kind of splitting time with, with a lot of guys, and his breakout season was what? His his sophomore or junior year, was it, Craig? Junior year. Yeah, really
1: good junior year. And we, we even asked him about it during his senior season this past 2019. Uh, how close he was to leaving to go to the draft after his junior year because he was riding on such a high and he said he was really close he said he was pretty much out the door and lovey straight up told him "Nah, you're coming back and he's like alright I'm coming back yeah. so he was really close to leaving after 2018 but decided to come back and now his numbers weren't great but um, I still think he had a pretty good year and showcased some stuff uh, out of the backfield that he could do um, it just wasn't enough to get him into the first seven rounds of the draft
0: yeah Sure, all right. Well, Craig, anything else before we we move on to some NCAA stuff?
1: Yeah, we had a a Central Illinois high schooler drafted. Um, Oh, yes. Albert Okwa-Ebena from Sacred Heart Griffin. Mm
0: -hmm. He
1: graduated from SHG uh, 2016, I think. Let me check here. Yeah, graduated in 2016. So his last season with SHG was 2015 football season. Uh, a tight end, really good tight end. He went to Missouri, played three years in Missouri, redshirted his first year there. Um, his best years were his freshman and sophomore years when Drew Locke was the Missouri quarterback. Well, and guess who the Broncos quarterback is now?
0: Tell Drew me. Drew Locke.
1: <laughs> so, uh, he's reconnecting with his college quarterback. Uh, good, Good for Albert. Uh, easier to say Albert O than Okwa Abenam. Yeah. I'm
0: surprised you can even, you pronounce it very well.
1: (laughs) Well, I I ran the story Friday the other day when he got drafted. So I had to make sure and, and get it down for the broadcast. So I had plenty of practice. I think I repeated it about 500 times and I'm probably still messing it up. But, um, but yeah, he's the first uh, player from the Central State Eight Conference to get drafted in the NFL. So, congrats to Albert O. Um, should be a good landing spot for him in Denver and uh, continuing his football career. Well
0: cool, awesome from from Central Illinois to Denver, and it's it's always good to see you know the local athletes um, moving on and and doing big things. It gives uh, us hope for for us little people over here <laughs> still in, in Illinois. But um, so I, I guess, guess some some big things happening with. With the NCAA, as of recently, um, on Wednesday it was that the board of governors announced that they are supporting a rule that would now allow student athletes to um, get compensated, get some money for uh, the use of their name, image, and likeness. So that would include things like, uh, you know, endorsing products on on TV and radio and. Um, doing social media influencing I know that's really big right now and and things of that nature. Um, so Craig, what are what are your thoughts on on this kind of decision by the NCAA and um, you know what what's some takeaways from that?
1: It's a step forward. Um, it, it's a, a logical next step. Um, it's still going to be interesting to see where it goes and how it's utilized and all that stuff but it, it's a logical next step um and one I know athletes are specifically excited about I saw a bunch of the Illini uh, football and basketball players uh putting it on Instagram with like the the big eyes emojis like oh here we go and and stuff like that so um it's it's good I, I think that is the right choice um but this is over. I think there's going to be a lot more to this, and a lot of future steps that we still need to get through to see how it's implemented and, and what kind of what it kind of how it how it gets utilized and, and what players do and, and all that stuff. So there's there's a lot that goes into this, uh, but I, I do think it's the right move and, and a correct step.
0: Yeah, and there were you know some restrictions um, that the NCAA had. Kind of rolled out off the bat you know obviously the university can't be be paying these athletes for any of these third-party endorsements or anything like that and um you know they're not allowed to i think it was like use the school logo obviously they can identify themselves as i guess an illinois athlete or whatever it may be but they can't use any um trademarked um logos or anything like that um, i'm pulling up here the release from josh whitman because he did say that you know he he supported it um just a little tidbit from that there he said you know um there's still a number of questions that still require consideration and i look forward to being an active participant in the next steps toward a january approval so that's pretty much what needs to happen next for this to become a reality um they said that they're going to take a vote uh schools will take a vote at the next you know ncaa convention uh which won't be till january so these rules won't take effect until uh the start of the 2020 2022 academic year um so, Craig, do you, do you think athletes, I mean, should, should be able to, to get money for, for these kind of things? I think it's, it's one of the big, you know, debates in sports. Um, obviously, it kind of veers off of a, a pay-for-play type thing, but, but do you agree with, with what the NCAA is doing here?
1: Yeah, I think that they deserve to make money off their name, image, and likeness. If they want to endorse a product or if they want to do their social media thing and make a little money, I'm fully on board with that. Um, When it comes to the pay for play, I'm a little more hesitant when it comes to that. But but your name, image, and likeness, it's yours. You should be able to profit off of that. Just because you attend a school like University of Illinois shouldn't limit you from making some money off of who you are. So I'm fully on board with this. Um, When it gets above, like you mentioned, the pay for play, that's when things start to get a little murky, at least in my eyes, uh, as opposed to uh, this name, image, and likeness.
0: Yeah, definitely. Pay for play certainly gets more tricky, and it's like, oh, how do you, I guess, spread out equal pay between, you know, the golfers, the basketball players, the football players, because obviously, you know, so many different sports are – you know, football and basketball obviously are the biggest revenue drivers um, in the NCAA. So I think um, that would make it tough. But yeah, I'm on the same page as you, Craig. I think, you know, that it definitely can't hurt if an athlete, you know, wants to make um, a little money off off of an endorsement. And again, these are like third party things, so they're not going to be able to get paid by the university and I think social media influencing is so big now and even more so than like TV and and radio advertisements I mean you look at like I'll just pull up Io's Instagram for an example let's see he has he has 33,000 Instagram followers and he should he should deserve to make make a little money off of, um, you know, if there's a product that he uses or, or wants to endorse, I I am um, fully on board. So good step um, by the NCAA. Um, Craig, any, any final thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you were a college athlete not too long ago. Right. From that angle, what's your perspective of this and was this talked about back then?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it was a little different because we didn't obviously get – you know, some of the national exposure as maybe, you know, like the Illinois volleyball team would have gotten, you know, our games weren't televised on ESPN. So we, we didn't, people didn't really know who we were, but, you know, let's say I was, I was a social media influencer outside of, of my sport. You know, I just had a lot of followers on Instagram and, you know, there's a product that I, I wanted to endorse so that would totally be an NCAA violation. And I think, you know, um, it, I, I mean, I I would have enjoyed it. I mean, I don't think it, it maybe would have happened for me. But um, for us, you know, being a, a smaller Division three program, it didn't really impact us the way as, you know, many um, of these, you know, Division one schools that get a lot of, of recognition would have. So, um, I mean, it would have been nice to, to make a couple bucks. But, you know, I also had a, a part-time job and all that. So that helped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pay the bills, I guess. So the um one thing that I don't like about this,
1: and when I saw that it was approved Wednesday, I was like, Oh my god, yes, I can get my college football basket or college football video game back. I can get the college basketball video games back. Yeah. Um, but no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because to make those games they have to have the rights to the logos yep. and the licensings of the universities. And that is not included in this, so we're back to square one with the video games and all that stuff. But um, eventually, hopefully, not within the next, hopefully within the next three or four years, this all gets ironed out, and we can get back to the best college, best sports video game ever, and that's NCAA college
0: football. (laughs) (laughs) I am not um, an avid video game player, so I'm not um, too bummed out um, about this one. So yeah Craig, <laughs> well, what have, what have you been up to um these days i take it probably playing a lot of a lot of video games but is the the quarantine life still uh the same
1: yeah a lot of video games um doing that working from home i've been in the studio and in the, at the station more this week because of brett being on his um i guess it's a staycation
0: a staycation yeah that's yeah a staycation
1: since he's a, a quarantine staycation, because he can't go anywhere. Right. Uh, since he's been gone, I've been in the station a little bit more, and uh, just still doing the same kind of stuff. We're still trying to find the stories and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and doing all that. But uh, it's uh, it's the time is flying, but it's also going by slow. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. I was just talking to someone about this. It's like the days almost are like I like this month went so fast, but I feel like time is in a standstill you know everyone is on pause but like time is moving so quickly around us and it's i don't know it's it's crazy to think i just you know i'm kind of counting down the days till we can get back to normal i mean i've been in the studio more like today i'm here um kind of holding down the four on the podcast while brett is on vacation or staycation but it's just it's so nice to get a change of scenery and i don't think i really realized it until i was here anchoring on wednesday and i was like wow i'm out of the house finally because the the novelty of it has kind of worn off you know working from home it it was good but i started to to lose so much focus just being in the same place you know before work during work and after work in the same you know 600 square feet apartment i was like this uh, is getting tough so yeah
1: my uh i did break the social distancing rules the other day, <gasps> I went and had lunch with my parents oh, and my grandma oh. in Effingham.
0: Oh, that's um, fun, though. Where um, did that, you even like, go to that, lunch? It's like the
1: halfway point from home and um, and Champagne for me. Yeah. So they drove up from Pinckneyville, and I drove down from Champagne and um, So we had two different cars, and so we just piled into my mom's one car, which is definitely not six feet away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't seen them in – I mean, I hadn't seen them – since, like, two or three months before this all started, so... Yeah. Um, and my grandma's been... I, I was hesitant to even go because of my grandma, because she's older, and... Yeah. But she ha- she doesn't... She literally doesn't get out of the house anymore, so they got her out of the house to come up, and it was nice to just awesome. chit-chat and catch yeah. up and see them. But other than that, it's literally either home or at the station. and That's it. It's so weird. Yeah,
0: know, and the grocery store. And starting... Today, which is May 1st, we're going to have to wear masks everywhere that we go. So, um, I've been wearing but like golf a...
1: Courses, golf courses did open, so I might be oh, going there a little Yeah, bit. are you going to golf at all? I
0: might. Oh, You know, honestly, I might have to pick up some golf because I'm, I'm going am
1: going. Little... that's the only thing we can
0: do. Yeah, I might as... Well. But think about now how busy, like, the golf courses are going to be. If everyone's going to be there because they want to golf, like, it's going to totally ruin the point true True.
1: (laughs) what do you think about this senior send-off we're doing
0: i i really enjoy it honestly um especially recently with um the the graduation news that um that there's not gonna be able to be any high school graduations i think that these kids you know totally deserve it i mean we talk about it every week on the podcast just how bad we feel for them not being able to to do their their senior season so hopefully i feel like this is our part and our way to maybe give back uh to them and and let them get their time in the spotlight even though they might not get now a a graduation or a senior night or something like that
1: yeah so for those of you listening that might not watch the newscast or don't know what we're doing we're every night at 10 o'clock we've taken submissions of pictures from uh seniors from this 2020 spring high school uh sports calendar and uh whoever's anchoring that day just picks three um it could be a group of seniors it can be one individual senior and basically just giving them their 10-15 seconds of, of a spotlight on the newscast and saying you know congratulating them on a great career and it didn't end how they wanted so um if you know a senior that you haven't submitted yet um Give, send it to us, any of our social media pages, my my email, Marley's email, Brett's email. Brett's kind of spearheaded it, so he's kind of taking control and done yeah. the picture thing, and we just kind of pick our three. But uh, if you know a senior that needs some recognition, uh, we'll be doing this for the next couple of weeks, months maybe. So yeah, send them in. We'll give you your, your publicity for a little bit.
0: Yeah, and they, they definitely deserve it too. And, you know, I think these past few weeks too, we've, we've been telling the stories of, you know some some high school athletes who don't get the chance to, to compete in their final seasons. I talked to the Mount Zion softball team. Um, it would have been earlier last or last week, yeah. And um, you know head coach Greg Blakey, he got he got emotional talking about his seniors in that group and just them not being able to finish what they started. They had gone to the state tournament two years in a row. They came in fourth. And they came in third last year, and uh, you know they were talking about how this year they were they were really poised to make um, another another deep run, and um, it just kind of stinks for them. Uh, one of uh, the girls that I interviewed, Kinsey Wrigley, she said something that really resonated with me, and she said, um, you know, as athletes, we're always told play every game like it's your last. She's like, but you know, I didn't really think that at the time. You know, I thought I would have another season. So this whole situation is just kind of showing, um, athletes and, and maybe just showing everyday people, just these life lessons of, of not to take anything for granted and, and doing everything like, like it might be your last. Cause, um, this world that we're living in, I don't think anyone really expected this to happen.
1: Yeah, for sure. And a couple of times a week, maybe I'll find myself just kind of sitting there and like, taking it all in almost and i'm just really looking forward to seeing how we come out of this how much different society in general is going to be when this is all done and we can kind of get back to what we consider normal you know like are we done with the handshakes even like are we going to change the way we greet people Um, how much will our jobs change because we're getting by pretty easily doing these interviews over video and all that like how different is that going to be like how much more precautions are we going to have as a country and as a, as a society when we come out of this, because, um, this is teaching us a lot, I think. And at least I hope yeah. it's teaching us a lot. So, um, I'm really looking forward to getting done with it. One, because I I'm getting tired of it and I want to get back to normal, <laughs> but two, I want to see where we're at as a country and how we come out of this and how we bounce back from this.
0: Yeah, and just, like, this is going to change the world. I mean, I was talking to my dad, and he said, you know, during, like, you know, the wars, that's when, you know, the men would get drafted and and women would have to be in the factories, you know, making ammunition and and things like that. He said, you know, maybe that was, like, one of the first times that, that women were in the workforce and now, you know, it's the norm for, for women to to be working and things like that. So I definitely think some kind of big social change is, is going to come of this and, and maybe people will be, be more appreciative of, of the time that we get to spend with other people, you know? And I think we're, we're living in such an age where technology is very prevalent, which I think only helps us in this situation. You know, we're, we're able to social distance and still communicate. I mean, obviously I have you on a, on a Zoom call while we're doing uh, this podcast, but I think, you know, maybe maybe now when, when we finally get the chance to be back together in, in large groups that, you know, we won't be sitting there looking at our phone um, all day and we'll, we'll take the moments that we do have in person with people and we won't, we won't take those for granted and we'll maybe become more more present in the present moment um, is kind of what I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well said.
0: Cool. All right. um, Well, Craig, anything else before we we sign off?
1: I think I'm good. Stay safe. Have a good weekend.
0: Yeah. Stay safe, everyone. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Was there anything else? I'm good. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) uh, That'll do it for the WCIA 3 in 1. Today was the two-in-one podcast, Uh, but we'll see you here next week. Bye.